0: Good morning, welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show.
1: Today is Wednesday, March 15th, 2023. The weather today will be a high of minus 4 degrees in Edmonton, 1 degree in Calgary, minus 7 degrees in Saskatoon, and 4 degrees in Toronto. Thank you, Evie. Hey, good morning, everybody. We're broadcasting live as we do every morning, Monday through Friday, at six a.m. Mountain Time on the Podbean app. Come join us live! All you got to do is just download that app and uh, follow the show. You'll get notified when we're live. Um, and when you join us live, you can uh, you can you can chat in the chat. There's a little chat box here. There's a little call in button as well. Um, you can chat with all the other real estate investors that are here, or you can ask any questions that you want about real estate investing, and we will answer it for free. Free coaching and take full advantage of it, all you gotta do, one condition is get up early, yeah, I and mean, it's not that bad, is it? no, um, you get up early, it's a better it's a better routine, um everyone you know says that waking up earlier is better, don't they?
0: yeah, well, I mean, there's far less productivity in the evening,
1: true, true. I don't have like
0: any- nobody's awake like you can't conduct business for the most part,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't have any medical studies or any case studies or anything to prove that getting up earlier is better than staying up late. I'm sure there's lots. I'm sure there's lots. But uh, it it is my belief and it is the belief of many other successful people that getting up earlier is the key to success (laughs) and the key to free coaching.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The one thing standing in your way, your alarm clock.
1: Yeah. It's... this this week has been a, a reminder of how hard it is to get up early.
0: Yeah, you've been struggling.
1: Well, no, well, yes, but the the time change, mm-hmm. the time change alone, just the the fact that we need to, we're getting up and out. It's not that I need to get up earlier; it's that my body is just not used to it yet. Yeah, still thinks. And right now, as we speak, um, I'm supposed to conduct a live show and try and keep it going and keep zero silence for a full 60 minutes my eyes are burning (laughs) I don't know you guys can't see it but Gabby can see me just like squinting my eyes just because like I'm trying to get the burning to stop and so I I totally I I, this is a good reminder of how hard it is to to get up earlier to train your body to to be more comfortable with this Mm -hmm. Um, but what I can promise you is that is if you commit to it your body will eventually adapt yeah. And, and it will become the new normal, and you know that's why you you know you, those annoying people that are like, oh yeah I slept in on the weekend till seven thirty and you're like fuck off, right? Because you like you sleep in till like ten or eleven, right? Because you were up late and whatnot. But you know I always used to hate the people that are like yeah I slept in I slept until like seven. It was good. It was good sleeping. I'm like shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're so freaking annoying. Um, so. What I'm, yeah, what I'm getting at is that you just have to train your body, and it takes a week or two weeks of consistent commitment. Uh, but eventually, you will get used to it, and you'll thank yourself for it. And, um, yeah, I, I yeah, I love going to bed a little bit earlier and getting up earlier.
0: Mm-hmm. I was just thinking that, like, like nothing, nothing good happens at like 12 a.m. or like 1 a.m. For those people who like stay up late, like you're 100% either like watching a movie and eating chips or playing video games or like like at that hour, nobody's, like I said earlier, nobody's awake to conduct business with. So you're literally like that's just, and then when you sleep in until 10, like you've lost like five good hours of the morning mm. to do stuff.
1: You touched on something there that uh, was very interesting and, and uh, that was uh, Second Supper. Oh, yeah. Staying up late <laughs> is actually because when you eat at like five, six, seven o'clock at night, by 10, you're starving. And at 10 o'clock, you're not going to be making anything healthy. <laughs> you're no, not putting
0: together a gourmet salad.
1: You're scrolling through, skip the dishes to see which place is still open. And you're getting the biggest, greasiest, whatever. Right? The yeah. cravings yeah. after a long day. That should be enough to go to bed early, right there. <laughs> right? So who do we got joining us on this lovely early morning? I see Eric here.
0: Yeah, we have Listina and Don. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Ken and Ray. We have Glenn here. Good morning. Leo, Cody. Good morning to Adam and Jagger. We have Paul and Denise and Mitch. We have Robin Doyle joining us this morning. Good yeah. morning, investor people.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit later for Robin. Was it eight thirty? East Coast. Yeah,
0: East Coast represent.
1: He's like, oh gosh, it's so early.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, and then Paul literally said, "If you deal with anyone out east, your day starts at six a.m."
1: It's nine thirty actually. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So Robin's on his third cup of coffee already.
0: Good morning to Romeo and Chasten. Good morning, Francis and Courtney and Joshua. Good morning to Matt and Alan. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Taylor. Uh, Adam says, yeah, 9 a.m. in Halifax. And good morning to Josh.
1: I don't know which Adam that is. Is Adam uh, calling from Halifax?
0: Colin. He's calling. You mean joining?
1: Joining? (laughs) Sorry. A little tired.
0: I don't know. It's Scotty P. Just Scotty P has on.
1: entered the studio. That's a good feeling, <laughs> eh? When you enter the studio and it's like, "Scotty P, <laughs>
0: P, 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 P. Uh,
1: um, you done taxes? No, son of a.
0: I've had two very, very, very productive days, though. That have been brain benders, but very productive.
1: I gave you a two week campaign. <laughs> and we're coming up on four.
0: Yeah. Big job.
1: My routine's way out of whack. Um, any idea how many more days?
0: No. Why are you calling me out right here?
1: <laughs> I just didn't get a chance to talk yesterday. <laughs> um, so you don't know. Okay. God dang it. Taxes are just ruining everything. Um, good news from uh, Josh here I see in the comments.
0: Josh says we removed conditions last night. We bought a house. Congrats, Josh. <laughs> it's very exciting.
1: I believe that's a flip.
0: I I believe so. All I saw was a story last night saying we bought a house. So I don't know. Okay.
1: <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, so you have nothing else going on other than taxes?
0: That's it. That's all
1: you're exciting right lately lately
0: i mean i i have had other stuff going on like uh yesterday um our final uh renewal that we were waiting on uh was renewed so unfortunately it's just a quick three-month term and then they're going to figure out if they're gonna um (coughs) stay for the winter or if they're going to um move on they're in a position where they could purchase a house um or move into something bigger. They're a growing family. Mm. So they're kind of at a transition stage, but um, their lease is up end of April. So they wanted to give themselves a little bit more time to figure stuff out. Mm-hmm. So we gave them till the end of July for a renewal and then they're going to see where they go from there. Yes. Nice. Um, but yeah, that's the, that was the last of the like early spring renewals. Um, and, you know, we're saying sayonara to a tenant in May. Hallelujah. And, um, and then we don't, I think our next kind of like batch of renewals is around like June or something like that. So we're good for a few months.
1: Well, we so that out. was exciting. We lucked out we didn't have to
0: yeah. no, show any suites. No filling vacancies Thank this God. spring. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean like that that was took a while. I mean like a couple of weeks to get all five of those renewals um done and and signed and all that kind of stuff so that was kind of ongoing over the last little while
1: uh how many of them did you increase the rent
0: uh four four out of five
1: four out of five
0: yeah there was only one and i think i talked about this before but uh when she moved in it was like that weird time in covid when everybody was moving and like the rental um like it, it wasn't do you remember that like it was really nuts every like people were begging for you to choose them for the rentals and so this one's a half duplex um and it's actually like has uh two master suites and um so like with people lining up and like begging like please please pick me please please pick me like can, i'll pay extra like <laughs> mm-hmm. you know like that kind of situation and um so we got like premium rent when she moved in um like higher than it would have been normally a couple of years ago so she's um, still very in line with market rent and there wasn't really an opportunity to increase it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, someone's asking and you can say no, totally say no if you want to. And I haven't, I, I don't know which, which rentals and whatnot, and, but are you comfortable uh, sharing how much you increase rent by?
0: Uh, yes. Well,
1: how about, do you want to save that just for a minute? Sure. Yeah. Um. So yes, you are yeah. comfortable with that? Sure. Okay. So, Yeah, we can share that do you do you mind sharing like the areas of the city and what types of property they are just for those of the listeners that are listening
0: yeah
1: um who would be interested in learning about that okay then we'll share that let's let's take a quick little break and then we'll come back and we'll uh we'll discuss that
0: some of you might have heard us talking about dci properties and how much we like their process and deal flow as one of the premier wholesaling companies in canada but one of the things most don't know about DCI properties is that they don't cherry pick deals for themselves. Everything they get under contract, they offer out to their buyers list. That's right. No sloppy seconds from no DCI. No sloppy seconds. <laughs> so if you're an investor looking for their next flip project or cash flowing rental property, get on their buyers list today and check out their inventory. To get on the list for Alberta deals, visit www.dciproperties.ca slash Alberta buyers or for Ontario deals to www buyers. New to real estate? Stuck? Maybe you need quick cash. Wholesaling is a strategy that can fit almost any
1: investor, but it has to be done right. Hi, I'm real estate lawyer Barry McGuire, and I'm here to help. Join me in Calgary on March 18th for a full day deep dive into wholesaling. Space is limited, so reach out to Wayne and Gabby right away for their special offer.
0: And we're back. Okay, so uh, somebody asked, do you mind, uh, are you comfortable sharing how much you increased rent by for the recent renewals? And absolutely. I was just uh, trying to quickly jot them down and remember um, exactly what they were, but I think I have it under control here and also remembering uh, the type of suites that they were. Um, so, can we, go,
1: can we go into detail on each of the, the the suites? The neighborhood, the tenant profile, that kind of thing. Do you want to dive into that a little bit deeper for those of the investors that are interested in the Edmonton and Leduc markets.
0: Sure. Are you going to help me with that?
1: Yeah, I'll just, I'll, <laughs> I'll just, I'll interview you.
0: <laughs> okay. So um, the first renewal that we put through was for a half duplex, a three bedroom half duplex in Leduc. And um, so it's in, um, I'd say that, that specific neighborhood is um when do you think those that neighborhood was built
1: 2010
0: 2010 maybe a little bit earlier in the like 2005 to 2010 yeah so not brand new but a newer neighborhood it's not a um an old timer neighborhood so that's a half duplex with a single attached garage and a beautiful backyard and uh it's it's pretty nice it's at the point where it could use a few updates like the kitchen's kind of dated now but we we purchased it. We redid the flooring, the carpet, and repainted the entire suite and um, all that kind of stuff. So it's it's a nice little place. It's got a gas fireplace and everything. Um, so that one we raised by seventy five dollars.
1: Nice. Yeah. From.
0: Um, oh, you you want what the what the rents are? <laughs> okay, that's uh, I I believe we were at sixteen seventy five. We brought it to seventeen fifty. Yep, that's right. So um 1675
1: so uh market rent in in that particular neighborhood is around 1700 um or has been 1700 uh we had it at 1675 just to keep the family happy i think it was just a hey just to try and be competitive um now with rents going up slowly Um, we tried to test it out a little bit, see if we can get an extra 75 bucks. And sure enough, uh, the rumors were true. Like rents are, are going up 1750, 1800 plus the vacancy is uh, very low in Leduc. Um, if you watch any of the Facebook groups for Leduc residents, everyone's always complaining about having trouble finding a rental. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, and it's, and like Gabby said, we renovated it when we bought it and. You know, though that was years ago, it's still in decent condition. And uh, the family at Seven Lair is happy. So Um, did you renew for a full year?
0: Uh, Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they've been with us for uh, this is this is their third year that they've signed with us. And um, they had a little bit of a unique situation, actually, because they were living um, outside of Leduc on an acreage and um, their house burnt down so they and like and she she told me this when she moved in and um you know kind of like what their situation was and actually looked it up and like there was like news articles on it and stuff and um so it's like a a wife and they have like three older kids like one's leaving the nest and the two other two are in high school um but their house burned down so when they moved in they were like in this transitionary period and um and so what they've been doing over the last two years is they have been looking for and they have found um, a piece of land that they are building on. So they had to go through like a whole bunch of like getting zoned and permitted and starting building and like all that kind of stuff. So they um, they actually finally have kind of a date where they're going to be ready to move on to their new home, which is, um, I believe, the summer of 2024. So they resigned for a year, but they'll likely have another six month extension on top of that. They just like at at that point will mm-hmm. see where their build is at and make a better educated guess as to how long they'll need to stay so um i it, they and they've been absolutely wonderful tenants. It's been a really nice experience having them and um being a part of their process
1: yeah they um we had a a bunch of just random well in three years we've had a we've had to go down there for quite a few repairs, yeah um which is unfortunate. So I'm surprised, like I'm surprised all things considered, that they're actually still quite happy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But of course, you know, we have very good communication and systems put in place that, you know, when and we're also very approachable. So when there's something that needs to be fixed, we let them know that they can contact us. Yeah. And though sometimes it may be a little annoying when someone emails you, is like, oh, the bathroom fan's loud. Mm-hmm. God, just don't use it. <laughs> but it's you know, that's what we want. We want to be approachable. We want people to feel comfortable coming and, and asking us to repair things because if they're not comfortable, then they're not going to tell us about things that need to be repaired. So um, though they've messaged us many times for repairs, we've always sent someone out with right away to get it fixed. And I think that's, you know, probably why they're still here. Three years later.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So that was the one in Laduke. Uh, we also had a three bedroom main floor suite in Mill Woods. So, kind of southeast Edmonton, big portion of the city there is Mill Woods, one of our favorites to invest in. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did a $100 increase. And so, that was the one that I was just talking about, where it is a shorter term. So, they just renewed for another three months and then we'll kind of go from there. But um, we. So that was their, I think we're going into the third year with them as well. And um, it was a single mom who was living with um, her mom and her daughter. So it was um, kind of like the first of that kind of situation that we've had, but it was a perfect suite for them. They get along fantastically with the um, basement suite tenant as well um but they have a growing family she's pregnant now mom's moving out boyfriend's moving in and um you know when i ju- actually just got his um his application and he has like a plus 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 credit um like no debts and is like like i can see how they're in a beautiful position to be able to like mm to buy and to like create something for their growing family.
1: You kind of skipped over something, but I was going to ask you about, but um, you said the boyfriend's moving in. So you did require.
0: Yeah, I did an application. So
1: mom moved out. Mom moved out. So you removed mom from the lease. Yes. And then the boyfriend was, she said the boyfriend's going to be moving in. So you requested to get a full new application.
0: Yes. Yeah, and um, and that was actually a surprise so we offered the renewal um, it took her a couple of weeks to get back and then she accepted and I said perfect sent off uh, the renewal and she said oh actually uh, my mom's moving out and and my boyfriend is moving in my you know my unborn child's dad is moving in and I was like oh <laughs> okay uh, well actually we're going to have to you know, go through the approval process, he's going to have to fill out an application, send in credit report, um, provide pay stubs. What?
1: I thought for, sh- so I'm, I'm working and I see these emails coming through. I thought for sure she was going to be like, for three months, like because it was oh, a three month yeah. renewal and I saw that the boyfriend was moving in. I thought for sure you're just going to be like, ah, don't worry about it. <laughs> but no, then I, I like 20 minutes later, I see the guy's credit report coming through and everything else in the emails. I'm like, oh, she did actually ask for it for a three-month renewal.
0: Okay. So if you were listening to yesterday's show, you know what can happen in three months, right? Well,
1: there you go. Yeah. And that's a, that's a terrific point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, I was quite surprised and I thought for sure just... And I I don't know that tenant very well, but I just know the tenants that have been in that suite and just like, I wouldn't say like type of people to start problems, but or create problems. But I I don't know, maybe I was just mixing, mixing up tenants. And I'm just like, I thought for sure I was going to see a snarky email come back, be like, seriously, we're asking for a three month extension (laughs) and you're going to get my boyfriend to do a full application. He's not even going to be living here full time, but you did it. So yeah, hats off to you.
0: Yeah. So they've actually. We had a little bit of bad luck with our main floor tenants at that suite since we built the suite. Gosh, I don't know when that was, um, 2017-ish or something like that. Um, Anyways, we've had pretty bad luck with the main floor tenants, and um, so that's why, Wayne. That's why you have it in your mind, and like you never met this most recent tenant. Um, And guess what? You pick them, so they've stayed, and they're great. Sorry. Um, Yeah, but they've been good and they get along with the basement tenant, which is like one of the best things that could ever happen with a suited property is that the tenants above and below get. So it's been very harmonious over there. There's been no complaints. There's been no repairs. It's been uh, we've had a really good run at the property for the last uh, year or two. So anyways. Sucks they're leaving. Yeah, for sure. But, like, I I can, now that, like, I've screened the husband and know that, like, she's pregnant and stuff, like, it makes sense. Like, you know, and these suites are transitionary. It's not people, people aren't going to live in a main floor suite for 10 years. And if they do, then they're a certain type of tenant. For But for the most part, it's transitionary until mm. they can buy a house or until they can, you know, afford to rent a single family house or a duplex, Right. Yeah, so um, they're they're on their way, and it also feels good to kind of like be a stepping stone for somebody, right? There's like that little bit of like feel good that you get from it.
1: I don't feel very good about it.
0: No, okay, Wayne doesn't feel good.
1: No, it's just like it's it's, <laughs> it's costly for sure. It's no,
0: <laughs> it's the type of property you invested in. So
1: Wayne. <laughs> this is this is a rarity in in a house. Okay, yeah, I know that now. I know that. Anybody want to buy them? <laughs> Um, I just said
0: that on Saturday to somebody that like, if we could sell all of our suited houses, we would be so much happier.
1: It it, just raw, honest truth, everyone. It's just it's um, (laughs) well, exactly what Gabby just said is that it's a transitionary property. And, you know, I've heard of many people um, like, oh, yeah, my tenant stayed for five years. But those types of tenants are typically I don't know. I, I shouldn't judge. Um, let's, let's just stay on the, the point that we were on was that it's a transitionary, um, type of suite. So you either got in a rare case like this one, a tenant to, um, with saving up, waiting to buy a house, something affordable, something that had a yard, main floor, nice big windows. And, um, and then they actually, you know, got themselves to a position and they bought a bigger house or they bought a house. Um, The other example is the people who are just, they leave because they're fed up with the other tenant. Yeah. Or they're like, I just can't live in a suite anymore. It's just too much. And the person's dog is like crapping all over the yard and I'm the one cleaning it up and they never shovel. You know what I mean? Yeah. They leave because they're fed up. But in that, during that time, it's a huge headache for us because they are voicing their concerns about all the reasons why they hate it. Mm -hmm. And in most cases, uh, they don't leave when the lease is up. They leave when they want to leave or they, you know, they...
0: Yeah, then we have to deal with that situation of, yeah.
1: You know what I mean? So we have to do some form of compromise. Where they're they can't stand living there anymore, and then you know they leave before the end of their one year lease, and when you rally it all up at the end of you know five or ten years and you see how much you've lost because of the vacancies it it really affects the bottom line. it really affects your investments so um it, it houses with secondary suites have been the popular investment class or property type for years. And now that I can look back and see, you know, I I listened to what other people said. And I preached it for years just based off the, you know, the numbers like on paper on, on like, it is the best because it has the best cash flow, like the rent to, to, to more expenses or the rent to purchase place ratios are just the best that you can find. As far as property types and asset classes, but it's the variable expenses that really eat away at the profit. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's and and they're they're the they're the biggest headache properties too.
0: Yeah, I think though that um, you know anytime you're you know like all of us here are investing in real estate as a means to further our lives and do good for ourselves and our families and our legacy and all that kind of stuff and you need to start somewhere and use different uh, vehicles of investments and different investment classes as stepping stones to get to where you're going. Mm -hmm. And traditionally adding secondary suites in our market, maybe not as much right now because it's it's harder, but like was a brilliant way to recycle your money. You could do pretty damn close to, if not perfect burrs, Mm -hmm. you know, five, six, eight years ago. Yep. And you could keep doing it and keep adding these these suited pro- these beautifully renovated suited properties in beautiful mature neighborhoods to your portfolio for close to no money into them. Yeah. And they cash flowed. And yes, you have, you know, all those other costs that people don't think about, like more vacancies, more wear and tear, like all that kind of stuff. But yeah. like that was a big stepping stone.
1: Yeah. Right. And you're right, it, it's reducing the amount of investment that we had left in the property definitely made it more appealing. And if you look at it, you know, 10, 20 years later, it was the best financial decision to make um, so that we could grow our portfolio and recycle our funds, like you said. Not to mention the fact that we built in a lot of equity as well. Um, yeah. And a lot of people, they, they only focus when they're talking about burs. they only focus on... To, um, uh, They only focus on two things, and, and that's how much money am I going to have left in the deal and what's the cash flow going to be afterwards. But one thing I noticed that a lot of people forget to mention or think about is how much profit did I build in in yeah. equity? Because when you refinance a property and it's worth more afterwards and then you get an 80% mortgage on it, let's, let's say you refinance the property, you get all your money out, and with the new mortgage, you forget that there's still 20% equity in there, and that's profit. That you created. So in a lot of these cases, when we were doing these deals, even if we had $30,000 left in the deal, we had like 90 to $100,000 worth of equity built in. So if we had $30,000 left in the deal, but we had $90,000 worth of equity, that means that we're still up $60,000 from doing that renovation. Mm-hmm. sixty thousand dollars in profit, yeah for four months worth of work, and we only have thirty thousand dollars you know what I mean yeah. thirty thousand dollars of our money left in it it's we, just that alone I, I I'm not very good at doing rois on positive but um thirty thousand dollars is left in and then we have sixty thousand dollars worth of equity built into so is that a two hundred percent return on our on our on the money we have left in the deal just on equity. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> I always get it wrong. Yeah, and it's 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 something that should be considered as well, um, and not just how much money is left in the deal and how much is it cash flow afterwards. Yeah, for sure. So we did really well on on those deals. Yeah. Right. What was the other property that? Uh, uh,
0: well, sorry. So I mentioned that we increased it by a hundred, but that went from uh, sixteen forty five to seventeen forty
1: five. All right. Break down that sixteen forty five for me. I don't do well with that.
0: Uh, s- <laughs> and every time you ask me to, I'm like, I don't know.
1: Well, they 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 have garage, right?
0: No, they don't have gr- have the garage. The basement tenant is so utilities the garage. are included, right? Utilities are included. Okay. Yeah, yeah so that's about uh, three hundred in utilities. Uh, they do have a dog, so there's a fifty dollars.
1: Thirteen forty five. So that brings it down to thirteen forty five, so and then they have a dog. So it's a fifty dollar fee for the dog. So twelve ninety five is the the rent.
0: Was the rent.
1: Was the rent. Fifty dollars for pet, three hundred dollars for utilities. But you've now increased the rent by
0: one hundred dollars.
1: So now the rent is up to thirteen ninety five, which is market yeah. rent.
0: Yeah. Fourteen hundred for a three bedroom main floor. Uh without garage.
1: Without garage.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Which is pretty much standard for I'd say ninety percent of neighborhoods in Edmonton excluding some of the lesser desirable uh, areas like um, in and around the Alberta Ave, Black Triangle kind of area, Um, which is the next property, right?
0: Uh, Not yet. No.
1: Can you go to that one next? Sure. Since I made a great segue. Yeah.
0: So uh, we have a um, one bedroom basement suite in in Alberta Avenue um, that uh, is a Pretty new property. When was that one? 2018, 19, 19. Yeah. Uh, so it's a beautifully renovated property, uh, one bedroom basement suite, and that one we increased by fifty dollars. So that went from nine forty five to nine ninety five. Mm-hmm. And um, Alberta Avenue, Wayne just mentioned Black Triangle, Edmonton, not desirable. It's um, it's it's not the best neighborhood. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Which obviously has cheaper rents. Cheaper rents. So what yeah. was the original rent? Uh nine
0: forty-five.
1: Uh that doesn't work for me. What's the rent? Oh uh, Separate s- the rent and the utilities.
0: <laughs> Seven forty five.
1: Seven forty five for a basement suite. Yeah. Now this is um when 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 you're dealing with these uh newer builds in yeah. Um With the newer two-story builds where they add secondary suites, the footprint or the square footage in the basement is small, very small. I don't know. It doesn't matter what neighborhood you're in, whether it's Alberta Ave or it's Windermere. um, Whenever they're building these two-story houses and adding a a side entry with a basement suite, teeny tiny little one bedrooms. Um, I don't know how many square feet it is. I've never cared to check. but
0: Yeah, So, and this property is actually um, a a duplex. So they took the plot of this land and they, um, it was kind of like, skinnier but it was long it's like a long lot that goes into the back alley mm-hmm. and so what they did was they put a front and back duplex and i don't know if you guys have ever seen those before so instead of like your side by side where it like takes up a, a big long spot um it's front and back the two the two suites the two main floor suites and they kind of fit together like a puzzle piece like this property confused confuse the crap out of me mm-hmm. i was like don't get it. Where am I in the house? What's happening? Um, So if you looked at it from like a bird's eye view, Tetris. Yeah. If you looked at it with a bird's eye view, um, with the roof removed, um, you would see that like the suites kind of like intermingle with each other, but they're obviously their own, their own separate suites, but it's, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. So when you have, it's already a skinny property and then you have the front and the back duplex. Like, yeah, the basement suites are very small. Um, I would say no more than 500 square feet.
1: I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> We'd have to check,
0: but they're small. Yeah. So yeah, 745.
1: See, 745. Now market rent around the rest of the city for just the rent. I like to separate the rent and utilities because nobody knows what you charge for utilities. The market rent for a one bedroom basement suite in Edmonton, like 90% of the the, the, the city is around 900 to a thousand. Now this is, in a lesser desirable area, and it's freaking tiny. Yeah. Um. So therefore, that's why it's one hundred and fifty dollars cheaper than market rent. Yeah. Um. But it's one of the, I'd say one of the nicest, cheapest. Yeah. Um. Suites in Edmonton because when you when you start getting in that seven hundred dollar range, you are like you are in like some crappy apartment units. You know what I mean? And, and you Old. got a. Mil- old apartment um or like a really really dive basement suite like yeah it's it's non-conforming and it's got um i don't know suspended ceiling with some of the tiles missing that kind of thing you know what i mean I'm trying to paint a picture so mm-hmm. this is a very nice newly renovated not renovated but built yeah basement suite but it's freaking tiny so we yeah. do still charge 200 for utilities yeah That's that's you know goes towards the 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 upstairs tenants contributes three something yeah um and is there a pet fee in that
0: no no pets in that building okay
1: so it's seven forty five plus two hundred is nine forty five and you increased it to nine
0: ninety five
1: so an additional fifty dollars so we went from seven forty five to seven ninety five which is really good yeah very good um she was a little resistant yeah not. In an aggressive or no, just asked
0: if there's anything that we could do, but we held firm.
1: Gab said, Not a chance, no dice. Heck no. She said, This ain't over.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I love like some of the comments that um, she made when she said that she did want to proceed with the renewal was that um, she loves her quiet little suite with her lovely quiet neighbors like again um a harm a a harmonious uh basement and main floor tenant situation um where to the point where you know like the rent was kind of creeping out of maybe creeping out of her affordability i don't know why she asked if uh, you know if there was any wiggle room there but she wanted to stay she she loves where she is and she wanted to stay yeah and i love that it's very rare that we get um Renewals for Albert Avenue. Yeah. So,
1: it plus I, for us. It's it's funny. Um, we're talking about like problem properties. You know what I mean and. It happens more often than, than you'd think, but there's a lot of loyal listeners that listen to our podcast every day that literally know more about us than we than than we think. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that, than we know about ourselves, but like sometimes people come up to me and be like, oh, so whatever happened to that thing that was happening? I'm like, sorry, what? I'm like, oh, yeah, well, uh, back in uh, 2019, you were talking about um, how this person did that thing over there and how they said this. And I was just curious whatever happened to that and I'm like I don't even remember dude that's four years ago three four years ago um, how do you know that I'm like I don't know just I was listening to it the other the other day and so I forget that we we're I'd say ninety seven percent open books we keep yeah. some things private um but with that like people start to they start to realize that there's only like three or four of our properties that are our Biggest Constantly, turnovers yeah. and biggest problems, and they're normally the houses with suites. So that's what that's why we have such a negative view on it is because the houses with the suites or the ones in the, the the bad area, like the Alberta Avalon, are the ones that we talk about the most. All the other ones are similar to like that Leduc property, where it's just like the tenant stays for three years. The tenant before
0: mm-hmm. stayed for four years,
1: four five years, Maybe something five? like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, the only reason why we're talking about it is because we had a rental increase (laughs) (laughs) and otherwise, you know, they're going to stay until, you know, their house is built. So it's, I think it's just good advice. Um, I think, I think we offered really good sound advice today that like sometimes you, you make decisions that are going to get you the best return or going to get you the best opportunities um to scale your business so like adding secondary suites early on was really good for us and, and and it made a lot of sense for us to build up our capital and and build up our portfolio but then eventually you know it's if you're looking long term it's best to look at like what's going to what which properties are going to perform the best and also w- what's going to give you the least amount of headaches so we still hold these property because it makes sense, and we also, um, it doesn't it, like it doesn't make sense to sell them. You know what I mean? Like because we're locked into t- mortgage terms and stuff like that. We got joint venture partners, but um, long term, you know, when, once you start building up capital or if you have lots of money, I'd recommend properties that are gonna not have as many vacancies, not gonna have as much headaches, not gonna have as much repairs and maintenance long term.
0: Yeah, for sure. I can agree with that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So since we're up in Albert Avenue, uh, the main floor suite above that basement suite that we just talked about Mm -hmm. um, also had a renewal. So those two tenants actually moved in within days of each other. And um, they have been living so well together (laughs) that they both wanted to renew. Which nice. is awesome, yeah. So the um, the upper suite was a three bedroom, two story, uh, main floor suite. Again, uh, same property. So built in 2019. It's a gorgeous suite. Anybody who's um, gone there to do anything for us is just like oogles over it. It's it's stunning. It's like definitely from uh, had it had it not been for the neighborhood, it is like my favorite. our properties. It is stunning. And um so that one also has a single uh detached garage. So um like I said it's a front back duplex. So there's two single it's like basically like a double garage in the back but has two fully separate single garages. With a separating wall, right? Yeah with a separating wall. Yeah. So um that suite um we did a also a $50 increase. So nothing crazy. Um but given the area of Alberta Avenue um, and the market research there, there wasn't too much going on um, as far as being able to do anything drastic for increases.
1: Can you, sorry, can you dive deeper into that? Like what you mean by your market research and nothing going on? What does that mean?
0: Yeah. So um, every time we have a renewal, I do market research on the area um, and where what's available on the market and also what, what people are renting them for. And so, uh, there was actually a decent amount of rentals available, which tells me that there's, op- there's options, right? So if there's literally nothing on the market, and we talked about this, I think, last year when we filled one of our townhouses on the West End, um, there was nothing on the market. And that gave us an opportunity to set the rent that we wanted, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the case where there is lots of rentals available in the market, uh, you're competing. So if you give somebody a big rent increase, and they're like, screw that, and they look to go see, okay, I need to find a new place to move, they have options. And if you have outpriced yourself in comparison to those, those properties that are available in the market, you're not going to have much luck finding somebody, right? Right. So those are considerations that you need to make when you are handing out a an increase is are you just pushing somebody out and they're saying, Yeah, fuck you. Sorry. Oh beep beep because Not all. um because they have options, right? So in this case there was other rentals available. We were definitely the nicest and we were definitely um y- you know, like it's, it's Alberta Avenue. So there are lots of infills happening on Alberta Avenue. Um, they're trying to do a neighborhood revitalization. Um, lots of builders are going in and buying up those old falling cheap over lots. houses. So there's cheap lots. So they're buying up those houses that look like they're being held up you know, by twigs. They're tearing them down and they're doing uh, beautiful infill properties.
1: There really are a lot of houses in the area that literally have tarps on them. Yeah. And like two by fours holding up a wall. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, there's
0: some there's some rough houses. There's also some really well-maintained houses as well. Mm-hmm. Like people have been there for decades that have have maintained, but unfortunately just the area and the neighborhood has a really bad rap. Um so There was a couple properties to compare to um, some like freshly built ones that were just going on the market for the first time um, that uh, were very comparable, like almost identical layouts and stuff. So I didn't have much, much room to play. Yeah. Um, So we did a slight increase just to make sure that we were really right in the ballpark of where we should be, but there was no opportunity to go crazy. Um, and like I said, you also need to take into consideration, like we have two tenants who are living so well, um, in a main floor and basement suite, you want them to stay. We wanted that tenant, both of those tenants to stay because it has been, we, we literally have had to do nothing. We had a smoke detector issue in the basement when she first moved in and that was the last time we had to do anything at those properties.
1: That's really good. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. If we can, if we can, if we can. Stabilize that property, meaning no issues between tenants. Yeah. That's gonna it's gonna make things so much easier for us and hopefully they just continue to renew, which is a which is a rarity. Yeah. With a property type like that in an area like that. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm I'm that makes me so excited.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Next one. How many more do we have? Two more. Two more. Okay. Okay. So next property was a um was, hold on. Did I do that one? Oh, no. Okay.
1: I missed you. I mixed.
0: Yeah. You went in different order and and I didn't cross them out as I was going. So now I'm confused. It's okay. Just say it and I'll tell you if you said it. Okay. I'll go to this one because I know that I haven't done it. So um, we have a property in um, Ellerslie in Mm -hmm. Edmonton. And so the neighborhood is Orchards. And, um, this one is, I, I mentioned it because, um, it's the, did I mention this today or am I mixing up days now? Okay. You
1: talked about two master suites. Uh, I can't remember if you talked about it though.
0: Yeah, just I don't talk either. about it
1: like you didn't talk about it. <laughs> okay, I,
0: I, I, I'm so confused right now. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm trying to remember if you started it. Does that? You, did you start talking about it?
0: And then you said, "Could we dive into this or something?"
1: Yeah, maybe, or just <laughs> just correct us if we if we did this property.
0: Okay, so um, orchards is a half duplex. Uh, what? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, when would you say the orchards neighborhood was resurrected? Or 2012,
1: 2013.
0: No. Okay. So newer, yeah. last 10 years, um, half duplex, single attached garage, um, beautiful neighborhood. South side of Edmonton. South side of Edmonton, uh, really desirable. It's got um, a clubhouse membership. So everybody in the neighborhood, yep, yeah, pays um, for the clubhouse membership fees and it's got all sorts of gadget gadgets you can What's do there. What's a clubhouse? Um, I believe they, I don't know all of the, I can't remember all the amenities that they have. It's been a while since we looked into it. But if you look at the Orchards Clubhouse, you can Google it right now if you all want. All right, while
1: you're talking,
0: I'll go. Yeah, so I think the fee is like three or $400 annually or something like that.
1: Do we pay for
0: that? Uh, we pay for it. And then the tenants, so if you have a new tenant move in, you just need to fill out a new form um, saying, hey, these these people are living here uh they now have access type of thing
1: how have i never heard about this
0: <laughs> i don't know
1: whoa go on okay no, just, so the,
0: yeah so this one um has two master suites they both have en suites um suite bathrooms and um it's it's really nice it's it's a it's a beautiful half duplex with a finished basement as well. So um, this one was the one that I had mentioned that um, when the tenant moved in, it was is in the midst of the crazy, weird COVID um, situation where we were able to get a premium rent on it. So this particular property, we were not able to increase. Um, they have also been with us for now going into the third year and they absolutely love it there so her son so when she moved in it was a single mom and her let's call it like 10 year old-ish son Mm -hmm. and he was going to school in the neighborhood and so she was like oh my god like he can walk to school this is amazing this is exactly what we need the two the two master suites was perfect for them because that That's her only kid. Like she's not planning to have more children like this is it was like perfect for them. So she was so stoked. And um, since then, her long term boyfriend has also moved in, who again was a situation of like really good credit, really good job, like a a really good addition to the household income.
1: Did he get added on the lease? Yeah,
0: he got added on the lease sometime last year. Yeah. Um, And yeah, they're they absolutely love it there. And, um, so no increase and we were just happy to have them stay and to resign them.
1: Nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was during this discussion that we were, um, so Gabby came and chatted with me and said, here's the situation. Here's the tenant. Here's what's going on. Uh, really great. Uh, keep in mind, this is a two bedroom master's, uh, house, so.
0: It's not as n- desirable it's
1: not as desirable for families um you need to
0: find a specific tenant for those
1: yeah yeah so with that you know you don't really want to get rid of a scare off a good tenant if you if you're gonna be you know if you're gonna be struggling to find a you know a similar tenant to replace them um but we we did have our expenses uh they are going to be going up dramatically in october
0: yeah um because
1: up. the mortgage rent is coming up so We're, we're looking at this property thinking like, okay, we need to figure out a solution for this. Otherwise it's going to, um, our joint venture partner is not going to be very happy. Um, so actually when we were talking about it, we were talking about the potential of trying to increase the rents, but it's not even going to touch, you know, the three or $400 increase with the new mortgage renewal. So what I proposed was trying to see if they'd be interested in doing a lease option. Um, based on what Gabby was explaining to me that they were just, they love this house so much. They were begging to have it. The fact that their son can walk to school, son, right? Yeah. Son can walk to school. Um, you know, the, the boyfriend's moving in now and, and, and everything looks good and the affordability. See, when, once a, a boyfriend moves in and it's serious as well, they're going to be thinking about homeownership. And that's, I was, that was going through them. That was going through my mind as well is that, you know. Now you've got double income. They start thinking about savings. They start thinking about, like, should we buy a house, those types of things. Mm-hmm. So uh, we wrote up an email and proposed, you know, hey, the and we didn't want to scare them off either because there was one other thing to consider that you mentioned to me was that um, their previous landlord.
0: Oh, yeah. So um, when <laughs> she moved in, she was in a situation also, if you guys remember, crazy COVID, where all of the when the market went hot, 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 all of the, the landlords started selling their houses and there was all these tenants in these really weird positions where they were being kicked out, not kicked out, like obviously, according to the the Landlord Tenant Act, like mm-hmm. given their three months and that sort of thing. But they all these tenants were being displaced because landlords who were um, accidental landlords or who were just like, I'm taking advantage and getting the hell out. Uh, took advantage of the hot market Mm -hmm. where they could, you know, all of a sudden their house was worth quite a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. So she was one of those tenants who was given, you know, notice that actually, so her landlord did cash for keys because they wanted to put their house up vacant Mm -hmm. and said, I will give you, it was something like um, 2,500 bucks or something. If I remember correctly, they paid them $2,500 to leave plus their damage deposit.
1: Yeah. And if I recall, um, one of the statements that you said, things that she said was that I just want to know that you guys aren't planning on selling anytime yeah. soon.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I didn't want to say anything that's going to scare them away. Yeah. Right. And so we, we waited until after we signed the lease. Um, and then we it was about a week or so later or something like that, or a couple of days later, um, said that, you know, there's the possibility or sorry, there's. remember how we worded it it was something along the lines of um hey just curiosity you know if you guys ever you know are you guys interested in potentially buying this house in the future and just kind of left at that and i just kind of wanted to see what their response would be first before i made any proposals because they could have just said hey yeah actually we're very interested in buying the house you know we're gonna have enough down payment here in the next six months uh, what kind of price would you be looking at? Because I'm, I'm kind of open to either. I'm kind of mm-hmm. open to, to selling it, you know, in the spring, because I, I feel like, you know, if, 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 the market's going to look better, it's probably going to be in the next 30 to 60 days. Um, so kind of just dropping that little seed there just to kind of see, you know, what they would say. If maybe they were like, oh yeah, we do have a down payment. We have been thinking about buying a house, right? Um, or there's the potential that, you know, maybe they say something else. And it, it kind of went as planned. So uh, the email was very simple. Hey, you know, are you guys interested in, in potentially buying the house in the future? And uh, their response was, I, I can't remember exactly.
0: Uh, they said, uh, well, actually, this is uh, very intriguing to us. Would you, um, so long as they would be able to do some sort of rent to own program or something like that. Yeah, we're like literally they just like put it right out there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Rather than us proposing uh, a rent to own or a lease option, they asked for it. And it gives us a little more leverage because now we can agree to or we can say, OK, yes, you know, we, we may be interested in something like that uh, permitting. You know, these terms, right? Yeah, so we're in a better, much better position now and um, It just reminds me, I never sent an email back. I said that we'd think about it, but I am planning on writing uh, an email, letting them know about potential terms uh, for something like that. They both have good credit. I think it's just a matter of saving down payments. But now that they have two incomes, I think it's far more likely that um, they're going to be in a better position to start saving up or at the very least putting aside a little extra every month towards their option credits which can you know accumulate up and uh and cover their down payments so um when you think about lease options and rent to own there is a very small percentage of the population who can actually benefit from it mm-hmm. and this scenario is a is a very good um, example and i think that if we if it could still fit within their affordability and we can figure out some terms uh, that make sense for them and make sense for us. Um, this might be a really good creative exit for us to get out of this property, just based on where the interest rates went. You know, yep. there's not, nothing much we can do about it. Like we came up on our renewal and, and interest rates went up by like yep. two, 3%. So is what it is what it no longer cash flows and it was it was okay before, but now it's not okay. So um, this this is one of those, like I said, uh, great scenarios where you know we're able to f- hopefully find a creative exit. Um, the alternative would be for us to not renew with them, and that's something that we are considering is actually removing them um, before we send their lease and advertising it as a um, rent on as a rent to own. And I don't. It, it's like in the in our in the past, when we've done rent to owns, um, prop, property first rent to owns, where you have a property that you're offering rent own, as opposed to um, tenant first, which is, um, you know, you you tell them to go shop and then you go buy the property for them. With property first, it's that we. Man, it's like
0: you're looking for a needle in a haystack for somebody eight, who would love, the average. yeah, who would love to call that specific place home.
1: So you're looking for someone who could benefit from a rent-own, which is already, you know, a, a very small group of people. But then as well, they need to want this property, mm-hmm. and as well, they need to want a two master suite how duplex
0: and qualify for it yeah and
1: qualify it's like it's it's going to be so hard to find someone like that yeah would have been super risky so we have someone who's asked for a rent to own who loves the house who loves the neighborhood and has the affordability i'm just being very delicate not to be too pushy i kind of want them to come back to us a little bit me like hey so you guys thought about it Mm -hmm. right just to have a little more leverage just to make sure everything goes well and goes through um but the additional, the reason why we chose rent to own for those of you guys that don't know it very well, um, there, is, uh, there is a rent. Uh, so the, there's two payments that they make every month. Uh, there is a rental payment and then there is an option payment. So it is a payment towards um, the, it's an option consideration to, to reserve their purchase price of the property. So we're going to establish a purchase price. Um, we're going to give them a amount of time in order to, to, to buy it. And every month they're going to be paying a consideration fee or an option payment towards, um, to reserve that right. Now the thing about release options or rent owns is that the option payment every month is, is if they exercise, if they buy the property, the option payment is credited towards the purchase. And that can be deemed as part of the down payment. So, uh, they pay an extra payment that accumulates towards their quote unquote down payment. And we get extra cash flow every month, or we get an extra payment, which is going to help offset the negative cash flow on that property. So it's win-win. Um, that'll help us ride out the storm for the negative cash flow because the option payment will cover it. And then in a couple of years, um, they will buy the property off us. Mm-hmm. So, um, we're gonna get this all figured out over the next couple of months, trying to figure out how long they need, and that's gonna determine how long of a mortgage term we decide to renew with in October when our mortgage renewal is up. Yeah. So, or we're it's something we're working on right now. It's um, it's just the benefits of having these creative strategies and tools in your toolbox, or you know, being experts in these. Of things, because most people would have been, you know, how would how would most people have dealt with a situation like this? Oh no, mortgage renewal is coming up, and it's going to increase our payments by four hundred bucks. We can't
0: afford this. We can't, we can't afford, afford this. negative We got to sell. Yeah, right. Sell. So
1: they kick the tenant out, and they try and clean up the place a little bit, and they sell it, and
0: maybe for a loss.
1: And then you got to pay a real a realtor fees, mm-hmm. right? There's another fifteen grand. So it's just it doesn't. It's not a it's not a good financial decision. So. Again, having these, you know, taking these courses, they're totally worth it, because um, you can look at situations and be like, okay, cool, like what can I do to, to, to reduce my losses on this, or what can I do creatively to, to solve this problem.
0: Yeah. For sure. So
1: um, it's looking very promising. I'm like I said, I've been holding off on it because I've been waiting for her to email us and say, hey, you know, have you guys thought about it at all? I just yeah. want to i wanted to plant that seed but also i want them to i want them to ask for it as opposed to us asking for it for sure was there any more properties that we No,
0: so i had actually that was the last one yeah yeah that's why i was so confused i forgot to cross one off
1: okay it worked out great (laughs) so uh i don't think you actually went through the the numbers what was the original rent
0: for orchards Mm -hmm. well there was no increase so 1750. it's
1: 1750. yeah so a two uh master suite uh, duplex with a single attached garage, a uh, decent sized yard in the south side of Edmonton. Um, and 17- they pay
0: they pay their own utilities.
1: Yeah. 1750 Is there any pets?
0: Uh, yes. They have two dogs and I believe they're being charged $50 uh, pet fee combined for the two dogs. Okay. So
1: yeah. $1,700 worth of rent and $50 for a pet fee. So $1,700 is, is, is I'd say a little above market rent for a two bedroom.
0: Yeah, if it, and if it was like a single family house with like three or four bedrooms, probably get eighteen.
1: Yeah, in that area, eighteen maybe a little bit more, depending yeah. on the, the square footage. See, are we talking about a single family house? Are we talking about a half duplex? Because yeah. um, it's a little bit smaller, lower price range. Um, the price range for that in South Edmonton is around. It it goes between three twenty and three fifty. I was going to say three forty. It, it yeah. goes up and down, and up and down, and up mm-hmm. and down. Um, so it's uh. Yeah. 320 to 350. Um, but the single family houses on that same street are closer to 400. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's just a square footage thing. Right.
0: Definitely. Yeah. And the garage double versus single.
1: True, true, true. Okay. Well, I mean, that's what's going on right now for our rental increases in Edmonton. Um, you know, as I mentioned before, uh, your main floor suite, basement suite rents are pretty much the same around Edmonton. I'd say 90% of Edmonton has the same rents. Same thing with single family homes. Um, any house under $400,000. Um, rents are pretty much the same. 90% of Edmonton are pretty much the same. in that 1700 to $1,800 range. Um, townhouses are, are, are creeping up anywhere from $1,200 to $1,400 around the city again the ten percent of neighborhoods that I'm excluding are kind of the the rougher areas mm-hmm. um and uh yeah it, it Edmonton's very easy as far as rents go but yeah, uh, sure. we are starting to see some increases which is yeah which is exciting
0: and one last thing I just want to mention before we uh call our quits for the day mm-hmm. is um or I guess get our day started Not color quits for the day (laughs) i'm gonna go happen now (laughs) oh great is um that these renewals were uh for tenants whose leases were ending um at the end of march and at the end of april so the ones that we signed a couple weeks ago were the march ones and then we also had a few of them for the end of april so Mm -hmm. um you know going back to that offering renewals to your tenants uh 45 to 60 days before the end of their lease to get things going and and make a plan for For your properties
1: it was an early renewal offer that you offered them right yeah and you gave them a deadline yeah of a deadline to accept
0: yeah one to two weeks depending on if they were in march or april
1: uh it's worth five minutes over we can talk about that another time okay but anyways thanks so much for joining us today guys um a couple upcoming events that we didn't get a chance to talk about uh april 15th that's uh, officially one month away you're gonna start to see a lot more um uh, about this uh, in coming days and coming weeks. But April 15th, the Fix and Flip Bus Tour in Edmonton is back. We've got all of our stops all confirmed. Um, our sponsors are all uh, excited to be a part of it as well. Uh, we've already filled one bus and we've added a second bus. Um, just know that once we start advertising it, just like last time, just like last year, once we start advertising it, the it fills up fairly quickly. And there's a lot of people that have been like, oh, yeah, I just don't know if I'm, I'm busy that weekend or not. It's I'm just letting you know that like we, we can't add a third bus. So if you guys are interested in getting on that fix and flip bus tour um, on April 5th, go and register an right? It's going to be a ton of fun. Absolutely. Um, for those of you guys who don't know what that is, we're going to be doing four stops, possibly five. Um, fix and flips, burrs, and one infill project. Uh, you guys can see, walk through it. Um, they're all going to be at various stages of completion, and you get to um, speak with the person who bought it, what they bought it for, um, what the renovation costs are going to be, holding costs, expected ARV, what the profit is going to be, and just all of the hiccups and um, uh, that come along with it. So it's, it's a really good, fun learning experience if you're interested in flips or burrs or even infill uh, projects. Mm-hmm. Um, again, April 15th, register on Eventbrite. And also, uh, the following weekend after that, April 22nd, we've got our Burr workshop. Uh, For those of you guys that don't know what Burr is, it's kind of what I was talking about earlier with when we were talking about the secondary suites, where we bought a property, added a secondary suite, refinanced it. Um, So you buy a property, you renovate it, increase the value, you refinance it, you pull all or most of your money out of it, and, uh, and then you rent it and you repeat it. Um, it's a very, very, very popular strategy. Uh, it's a great way to recycle your funds. And ultimately, you know, hopefully, if you do it right, uh, you can create infinite returns on your investment. Um, that workshop is on April 22nd. It is open to the public. These are normally exclusive to the REI Masters Mentorship Program. It is This one is open to the public, so you are allowed to register for this one. It's online, um, and uh, you can register for that on Eventbrite. And I believe that's all.
0: Today is Wednesday.
1: Uh, I suppose that makes tomorrow, Thursday.
0: We'll see you then. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.